I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 376 of Video Games Hot Dog, a pirate radio show on the internet. Good job. Thanks, Jim. Did, I, so I have to ask, is Duncan still a cool dad? Uh, I think so. We didn't talk much about his dad, Ding. Oh. I assumed you had him on there to replace me as the da- resident dad. We did. Okay. But just, just to exude the aura, not to actually talk about it. Correct. We didn't want to leave just a ghost dad in here. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, ghost, ghost dad, dad is See, canceled. I was going to make a joke about resident dad, but ghost dad, <laughs> it's sort of the same game. <laughs> uh, how's your dad ding? Uh, way better this week than last. Okay. Because you're, you're, you were having a lot of I was illness ha- last week. Having a lot of vomiting. Oof. But that sucks, dude. You know, vomiting is really excellent core exercise. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? Is your core totally ripped? Are your abs totally blasted now? No. <laughs> I mean, I underneath all this fat, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. It probably is really toned. Like, if you just like, if there was just something that eliminated a hundred percent of the fat inside a person. Yeah, you'd look I, like a dinosaur painting. You'd probably die like right away, right? A dinosaur painting? Oh, it's that was. Um, I was just thinking of um, an article I read that was saying that our the the way um, artist uh, artists render dinosaurs, they don't uh, render any like hanging skin bits or what? fat. Like they don't have lips. Because we didn't, we do, we have like zero idea what the soft tissue looks like. Exactly, yeah. Huh? And we think that they had flaps and and well, lips. Almost certainly, they had something. Yeah. Bird lips? We only just I mean, recently could be, could figured be. out they had feathers, right? You don't think they had lizard lips? They might. Lizard lips is such a good insult. It's just a great <laughs> thing to call somebody, because it's like, what are you, a child? From a television show in the 50s calling me a, a bad name. Dillweed the, is a, another similar good one. Well, but Dillweed, I feel like, is a little raunchier than Lizard sure, Lips. Sure, Like, you know, like uh, Stuart from Beavis and Butthead would have called someone Lizard Lips. Uh, what about Beavis or Butthead would have called Stuart a Dillweed. What about Jive Turkey? Jive oh. Turkey is also pretty good. Is that, you think it's racist? I wonder if it's racist. Is it like is it racist because it has only ever been like a white person writing a black person calling someone a jive turkey? Maybe. I'm not sure. I I don't know enough of the historical context to yeah. feel like I can say one way or the other. Do they say it? Did the jive guys in the movie Airplane say it? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't probably think not because I feel like that's pretty authentic. <laughs> that yeah. was a culturally sensitive. <laughs> Um, I remember seeing somebody say that it was authentic enough that like a modern, um, uh, a modern AAVE speaker will like listen to that and hear it as like, oh yeah, that's like old timey black people, uh, talking Mm. like it's, it's authentic enough that like you can place it in time. So that's interesting. I've been watching Boardwalk Empire and the, like the insults that they sling around in there are sometimes... And amusing because they they sound like a thing that you could say today, but it would sound super dated. Like what? Uh, I'm, I don't think I've written down any specific examples. There's also a lot of racist epithets, so I sure. get those all uh, mixed in, which is kind of annoying. Because the racism is just like brutally rampant, and I don't know if 
like they're trying to say, oh, no, things have gotten better or whatever by way of showing how shitty things apparently probably were. But I don't know. Man, what a good show, though. It really is. I watched the Deadwood movie. Oh, yeah. It's a real good movie. I haven't seen it yet. Good show. Good movie. Good Mel- resolution. Melissa's been watching, watching her way through the series. Nice. Catch up. Is she talking all she talking all Shakespearean? I, I, not really, no. Is she calling you a cocksucker every few seconds? She's not. <laughs> nice. Is she learning how I'm to just, cheat I just cards? responded as though you said yes. Sure do you know how to cheat at cards. Hey guys, uh I went I went on a on a Star Wars adventure. Oh yeah? Yeah, I went to I went to Galaxy's Edge at the Walt Disneyland Resort and Casino. Uh <laughs> the, yeah, Star Wars Land is a thing that is open now and it was open uh in these kind of preview blocks before to like 5,000 people at a time for four. I don't think it was actually 5,000 people, but it was it was fairly crowded. Um, it's an extremely good Disneyland land. It really feels like a place and it really feels like a Star Wars place and it looks like a Star Wars place no matter what direction you look. One and it's Star Wars place or multiple Star Wars places? Just a Star Wars place. Like okay. it's it's a planet. It's the it's Black Spire Outpost on the planet of Batu. Okay. Uh do they ever visit Batu? I don't think so, unless it's in one of the newer movies. Okay. Um, the this the time period that it is supposed to be in Star Wars Land is right now in the movie chronology, like between Episode Eight and Episode oh, Nine, weird. which is a kind of a weird time to. Are they moving set it, it forward yeah. with the? I don't know if they will or not. They may. There was we didn't see a ton of uh characters. Well, that's not true. There were a bunch of stormtroopers going around. We saw Kylo Ren once. Kylo Ren was obviously like a guy who was allowed to speak in his own voice and he must have been selected for sounding kind of like Kylo Ren. Huh. Uh Ray was just a person, so there was no way to not do that, but the stormtroopers were being fed uh, canned lines being like they were emitting canned lines from their helmet speakers oh. and they all had the same voice and we were trying for a while to figure out like how they were doing it and it turned out uh jake or or his wife noticed at a certain point whenever you saw two stormtroopers there was also an in-character maintenance guy kind of near them with like a clipboard and that guy was clearly initiating the lines and i think it was giving the stormtroopers some kind of heads up as to what they were about to say because they would like gesticulate along with the line and stuff and they were just like hassling people and demanding papers and stuff like that's (laughs) all they were doing was going around hassling people Um, that's pretty great there's a store there where you can buy a lot of first order merch, like just in case you want to like rep the empire, including fucking armbands with the first order logo on them, which wow. is like, I don't know That's how a I weird choice. I don't know how I feel about the like, oh boy, fascism store, especially <laughs> given like the Disney history of like not necessarily being as anti-nazi as they should have been uh there's there is a uh not to talk about video games but there is a pretty serious video game component to this thing because you in the like disney it is not really an ar thing but it's basically like anything that you know knows where you are in a space counts as ar uh 
you have like a data pad kind of thing and there are on your like phone. Yeah, on your phone. And there are like dozens of missions that you get from NPCs with like dialogue trees and communications from stuff that then have you go to different places and interact Real with NPCs different things. Or- uh, no, they're just, it's, it's all, this would happen even if there were no other people in the park. Okay. Uh, and then you have the, you have the ability to like, when you're near an antenna, you can like play this little like t- signal tuning mini game to get a, some text, which sometimes you have to then play a translation mini game to translate. Okay. Uh, and then that'll maybe unlock some information that uh, some quest giver wants uh that triggers somewhere else there's a big line there's a big game that takes place over the course of the entire line for the millennium falcon ride the line was moving too fast for us to ever actually fully play it which was a little weird and i suspect that the that land is going to be way more crowded um once it's open to the to the public fully um which is now right yeah it was monday the 24th i think is when it opened for real um but there's like there is a kind of an ingress style territory control game that you're playing between like when you can hack various objects in the world. And some of them are like, you can hack, there's this big X wing and whenever anybody hacks it, it like makes a very loud engine revving noise and some like steam vents from the back of it and the lights change and stuff. It's like hmm. extremely reactive in the real world to the can things you that you do. Can you hack a vending machine to get cheaper Star Wars branded Coke? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that Star Wars brand of Coke was so fucking cool. I, really? Yeah, it's just, like the the object is just cool. Do you get to keep? One? Yeah, well, it's just trash. Yeah, but I I didn't keep it because I I bought one, but I didn't want to carry it around for the rest of the day, and I was like, I'm just gonna buy another one of these on the way out. But then I forgot to buy another one oh. on the way out. It was only five dollars and fifty cents for twelve ounces of Coca Cola. Jesus. Although. What that'll be 5.50 credits, they said. And then here's your transcript. <laughs> they transcript? said, they were, yeah, they referred to, is. I know, I know. It's like, oh, right. On here's where I said, I'd like a Coke, please. Yeah. And then here's where you said, that'll be 5.50 credits. I didn't figure this out until I said it out loud and a member of my party pointed out why, but they also, Every vendor at Disneyland will ask you if you have an annual pass, but in Star Wars land, they ask you if you have a discount credential. (laughs) And I thought, that's a weird thing to call it, but it's not Star Wars. That is not a Star Wars thing to call a Disney annual pass, right? (laughs) And so I didn't get that that was why they were doing it, because it was like their weird on-brand Star Wars thing. Huh. Uh there are two rides in Star Wars Land, the Millennium Falcon ride and then a like an actual dark ride, like a like a Pirates of the Caribbean style, like animatronic real space one, which that one is not open yet, uh, which hmm. is a bummer. The Millennium Falcon ride is real fucking cool. Um, is it always the same or does it change? There are there are some gameplay elements to it that you can fail or succeed at. Um, oh, wow. The the distance between failing and succeeding is not that great it you can get there are extra segments of it that can be tacked on to the end but i think that we figured out that that is just a response to how long it takes the people in front of you to unload (laughs) rather than how you did gameplay wise so what you want is to like have some 
Patsy friends who like go through first and like, and, like just, just fuck, fuck, fuck around, around a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we really wanted to go Drop through, we, we want to go with a group of six people so that we can say, all right, this time we are going to try to do everything perfectly in the game and see what happens when you do that. And then this time, let's just fuck literally everything up. Like, don't do any of the stuff. But it's there's a lot of control. You, you, you get assigned. Hopefully people aren't upset about spoilers here, but. You, uh, six people go into the cockpit and the four come out. The way the right, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That Minox eat a couple of you and you never know. You never know which two. Uh, two people are pilots, two people are gunners and two people are engineers and everyone has a bunch of controls, like a bunch of buttons that just make noises and stuff. And at points in the ride, basically a control will light up green and that's when you have to either. Like the pilots, one person has left and right steering and one person has up and down steering and there's just different times when those are hooked up. Like you're not meaningfully steering. You're just sort of dodging at certain points. Right. Um, sort of uh, like... Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair type. Uh, kind of. I mean, when when you are steering back and forth, it is... You are changing the orientation of the camera in the game world like in an analog way, but it's just like there are things that you either hit or miss. That's it's like, you know, sometimes we hit the brakes and then the engineer sometimes like fire the harpoons to connect to this thing. And then the gunners, we never really figured out how you can switch between manual and automatic targeting in the beginning of the game. But none of us could. Everyone tried both and no one could figure out what the difference was hmm. between the two. There's a point where like the ship shuts down and there's just like 30 buttons all over the walls that you have to. Everybody has to press them to get the ship <laughs> running again. Somebody gets to pull the lever to go into hyperspace every time. Like, man, it's just, it's so fucking good. The line is kind of better than the ride. That's fine. <laughs> like, just being around a life-size Millennium Falcon, at least for my Gen X ass, I mean, is do you, like, like walk into a Millennium you Falcon? You don't walk into it. You, okay. the the ride is like the hangar behind it. And then there's like, okay. in fiction, it like lifts off from where you saw it in the front. And But it's just like there and you just like can take a picture with it. And then you get inside the waiting room and it's like the, it is so well appointed, like interior of the Millennium Falcon. Like there's the chess table and stuff that you can get your picture taken at. But then there's just all this, like the most like seventies looking like toolboxes and stuff <laughs> littered around. It's just, ah, it's every detail of it is so good. And that's true across the entire region of the park. It really feels like they learned a lot of lessons from just decades of video game level design having been refined since the mm -hmm. last time they built one of these areas from scratch because it's just it's a functional space that looks like a real space and it feels like a real space to move around in even though it's just a kind of very linear series of things that are directing you to the places that that you're interested in going but um you know, just like strategic holes in walls and stuff to to create paths that make it feel like you're in a much larger actual real space. Yeah, I haven't been to a theme park like this in 20, 25 years, probably. Um, and I always thought of like, yeah, theme parks not really don't can't really hold a candle to like the the, the quality of video games bring to the table. Uh, but my understanding of what theme parks do is very out of date and I, I, I i'm not at all surprised that they're now learning lessons from each other instead of just one way and disney and universal are really 
kind of in a category of their own. Like the Harry Potter land stuff is also very, very cool. But like, I mean, a Six Flags is still just like shitty, right? Like okay. we, you've been to a yeah. Six Flags recently no, because I was at one true. with you like five or that. six years ago. And it was, you know, that's just a... But they're not... They're not themed, yeah, that's right? Not they're just like a music. Yeah, you're yeah, right. No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like I, when I, I was at Disney World in like 1992 or something. Yeah. The the transition from the like Old West area to the Star Wars area is so perfect. There's multiples of them, but they are so perfect. Like they they move from like old timey lanterns hanging up to like Star Wars ass streetlights gradually throughout this tunnel and no two of them look weird next to each other it's so good That's mm. clever. it's like they've, they've just done such an incredible job of building that place like man i guess if you're not as excited about star wars as i am you wouldn't necessarily be as excited about this place as i was but boy oh boy if you is this the first new land at Disney land in a long time i think or? so you know they do they do reskins but they're never right. like all at once yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, so that's great. Star Wars. I didn't get to build a lightsaber because they ran out of time slots. So I did build a. You can build a custom droid. That's a remote, little remote control. These are kind of like the like the Ollivander's wand thing. They are. Store yeah. In yeah. It's very. It's all kind of in fiction, and it's very. There's like a. You know, well, you build a droid, and then at the end, there's like a little ceremony where they bring it to life. So it's which like is a build a bear. I build a bear and an Ollivander's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the lights everyone the cantina is also really cool we That's we cool. It, it's it was hard to get into you had to like send somebody from your party like dashing forward to get into line at the beginning of the time slot now apparently you can just buy you can like pay for it in advance and register at oh, wow. a time ahead of time with a credit card um and they have real alcoholic drinks there yeah it's the only place in good. disneyland other than club 33 that has that serves alcohol um and are they like cocktails and are they okay? There are, yeah, there are a bunch of cocktails. They're fine. Uh, okay. they're all the, the, I got one that was kind of just like a kamikaze, like it was, it was a little shot thing. There are a bunch of like very elaborate, they're all like weird colors and it, something that's interesting about the, the food in there, in that part of the park, there were like, you could buy a thing. At the cantina counter that included like wasabi peas and some, it, it was basically like Trader Joe's Asian snack mix, but there is no fucking way they would put wasabi in front of anybody at Disneyland under normal circumstances. Right. Like the fact that the fact that these things are alien gives them, all gives a them a license to have actual interesting food hmm, in I there. Uh, Can huh. you get death sticks? Uh, no, it's I, I bought some chance cubes, but uh, but because also all of the there's no Star Wars branded stuff in there. Nothing, nothing says like st it's all like in fiction. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. way better. It's very, very good. Yeah, that's way better. Uh, yeah. Huh. Uh, it that's a that's a strong and good choice. Yeah, because yeah. I, I could easily see that having gone a different way. Yeah. Huh. I did buy some chance cubes for my dice collection, which are essentially just two-sided dice. They're dice that are like blue on three sides and orange on oh. three sides. <laughs> uh, huh. Haven't invented coins in the Star Wars universe. Do they sell Star Wars merchandise outside Star Wars land? They do. They sell a bunch of shirts that are like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but everything in there is like Black Spire Outpost Trading Company. And like, I mean, you can buy like a Admiral Akbar doll or whatever, but you never see the Star Wars logo Except if maybe it's in like tiny print on the label of something or something. Huh. But, cool. But yeah. 
Anyway, that was my weekend, and it was very good. And my legs hurt. From walking around? From kicking Wookiees. <laughs> in, the, in the Wookiee nards? <laughs> I, meant, I meant Jawas, I guess. I I they didn't have any Jawas. There weren't any Jawas running around. Huh. Were there Wookiees? The, yeah, there was a Wookiee. With a big, like, bandolier? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. I wanted to swing from the bandolier. From the bandolier. How, um... I couldn't. Was it... Do you think it was just a very tall person in a suit, or was it... That's a good question. Augmented in some way with, like, Maybe stilts some stilts, like, the, or maybe they were like, hey, are you nine feet tall and want to <laughs> work at Disneyland? Um, the... The 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 guy the Wookiee was probably seven five to the top of the head, but there's you know you can you can get an extra couple three inches of forehead on on a Wookiee mask. Yeah, and a couple and inches on too. Yeah, and and Boots. maybe some stilts because the feet are pretty fuzzy, so yeah, All you right. can conceal that. But, yeah, huh? Very good. If you have the means, I highly recommend it. I uh, I also uh, participated in a franchise from uh, a, a time in my youth, I guess, sort of. Uh, I went to see Toy Story 4. Oh, nice. Uh, it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. It was a We mix were like of, 22 I know, when Toy yeah, Story came yeah, out. I know. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was kind of a stretch. Uh, <laughs> it was, you know, at times pretty funny and at times very sentimental. Um, you know, so a Toy Story movie. Uh, but it was good. I would I would recommend it. Uh, there was a lot of merchandise surrounding that Forky guy. <laughs> was could, there? I think there was a place somewhere in Disney where you could go build your own Forky. Or there was just like a kit they sold where you could build your own Forky. <laughs> Did it like come to life in some sort of horrifying <laughs> yeah. experience? That was actually like the existential questions about like yeah, what the, makes the a how, thing a toy. How does the Toy Story universe work questions are all real weird. <laughs> and they kind of like rub up against it because like it it's not too much of a spoiler to say like for the first 15 minutes of that, that, that fork fork that spork character is in the movie. All he wants to do is go back to the trash, which is where he came from. Like all of the, all the things that came, like he was constructed for more in the garbage. And like, that's, that's all he wants to do is just go back to the trash. Hmm. Uh, and it's, it's really kind of funny and disturbing at the same time. <laughs> um, is this like a I, I shouldn't exist sort of a thing? Yeah, wow. kind of. That is dark. Well, yeah, there were a lot of dumb shirts with that guy on them. Yeah. Disneyland is really if you want to see the dumbest shirts in the world. Oh, also, there was one guy wearing a leather jacket. I am surprised that they allow you to be in Disneyland with this. It was a leather jacket that was presumably for his motorcycle club, which was called Death Squad, and it had a circle and a picture in the circle of a motorcycle and then around the edges of the circle it said fuck the fucking system (laughs) (laughs) so that guy i'm I'm a little surprised that that was not somehow censored yeah yeah entering the park i mean you know maybe nobody wanted to mess with that guy because clearly he is (laughs) a dangerous motherfucker they made me put duct tape over something on my shirt ye old duct tape (laughs) (laughs) what was it i don't Oh, it was shit. I, it was a, it was a uh, problem sleuth shirt that said "pose as a team" because shit just got real. Oh, they oh. made me put duct tape over shit. 
That, wow. Yeah, that's so barbaric. Everything else about Problem Sleuth is, Sleuth is totally period. <laughs> and the and the fact that like the one thing that you had a lot of in at Renaissance times was just shit on the streets. So yeah, makes the shit in Renaissance no times was extremely real. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the problem because nothing in a Ren fair is real. <laughs> they should have had me put duct tape over the word real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they could just lightly censor it like they could replace they could they have they have duct tape with progressively less offensive words on it. <laughs> so they give him something so it's like shit the shitting system. Yeah, maybe maybe it was already covered up, and maybe fuck was the. Dumb. Oh yeah, maybe there was a, the even worse word <laughs> than, than fuck was on it originally, and that was the. the there was the just like the TSA approved version. It was the <laughs> Disney approved version of your gang shirt. Jeez. Mm, anyway, that guy had a bunch of kids. I'm sure, their lives cool. would be great. Well, he will. He will teach them not to trust the system. That's true. Are you teaching your kid not to trust the system yeah. yet, Jim? Yeah. Uh, I. What did I? What did I? I was telling him earlier today that he wasn't allowed to destroy the universe. Was he trying? Oh, I just was forestalling it, just in case. Okay. Oh, huh. Did you? Uh, did you tell him uh, what always... time it was in <laughs> in beats? <laughs> no. Uh, he's always pulling on my nipple. Gross. So there's that. It, like in an effort to get milk? No, in an, I think he's just like interested in the t in the weird texture. Okay. Like he he'll he'll earlier he was like there was a pillow with a pillowcase on it and there was a hole in the pillowcase and he was just kind of fiddling with the hole for a couple of minutes, just like l learning about details. Do you think he was hoping there was a nipple them. in there? Maybe. <laughs> what are you been up to, Riff? Uh, my parents came out uh, last weekend, and we went uh, went and drove around the coast a bit. Uh, did you go to Tillamook? Yeah, did you go to the Tillamook Cheese we Factory? Did. We did go to the Tillamook Cheese Factory. Nice. Fuck, Finally. yes, finally. <laughs> we ate some cheese. We ate some ice cream. It was pretty good. God, did they still have those horrible signs of just people grabbing handfuls of ice cream? Like, I did not see it. Uh, so, okay. yeah, I, I cannot verify one way or the other. Maybe someone has finally burned that sign like it deserved. Oh, there Handful was a sign that had like a big detailed high-res photograph of someone crushing an ice cream cone in their fist. That's what I meant. Yeah, okay. that was that's okay. the one. Yep. Well, yeah, why that, would that, you do that? That was a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what the point of that was. Maybe that's what you're supposed to. Maybe that's like a secret. It's like. Um, yeah, one one of those things style. where there's like a safe in Dishonored, and then the combination of the safe is just written on the wall next to it. Maybe you're supposed to buy an ice cream cone and then do that to it, oh, and then they let you into the secret room the of the Tillamook cheese. Yeah. The one with the drugs in it. <laughs> the, the, the one that's not all fucked up and crushed. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you enjoy the cheese? What? Did you enjoy the cheese? Yeah, it was good. I got a. a traditional style grilled cheese sandwich it was it was a good quality grilled cheese sandwich what's a traditional style grilled cheese you know sandwich? just like bread with cheese in the middle fried <laughs> nothing nothing hoity-toity about it i see okay so what's a non-traditional grilled cheese sandwich i guess if you like 
if you did the thing Broccoli. where you cook it with mayonnaise instead like, of butter, or if you put a bunch of extra ingredients what? inside it. Oh yeah, that's or a, if that's you use like a fancy artisanal bread. I see. Good. That Frying sounds with mayo and fucking of gross. Butter. Yeah, sounds horrible. That's really good. Okay, it's the uh, only way I make grilled cheese now. Wow, I don't. Mm. Well, you can't have any, Zach. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want any. I've Jane. never tried with You're mayonnaise, not... but I have. I have done grilled cheese with like put some tomato and onion inside it, and that's super good. Yeah, that seems yeah, fine. Sound good. But, you, but you just make the make the tomato soup inside the. Yeah. Okay. What if there was a hot pocket that was bread on the outside with a layer of cheese and then just like boiling tomato soup inside the hot pocket? <laughs> It'd be like a like a trap. That's. It seems. Is it boiling because of the, there's a really low air pressure in there? <laughs> yes. Okay. Then it's, yeah, it's not actually hot. It's just. <laughs> it's just got the bends. <laughs> at okay. uh, at the Texas State Fair one time, I tried fried beer, oh. which was basically just like a weird ravioli filled with liquid hot beer. beer. <laughs> it was really gross. Yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah, that it was. It, I think it was just their their attempt, their escalating attempt to just yeah, fry. It, def- shit. it definitely has that sound of like two guys in a bar trying to think of stupid things to fry. Yeah. What if that was the only beer? What if that was the first time you'd ever had beer, and then you just thought that's what beer was? <laughs> and so you, you, go to, like, you go to a bar and you're like, like what? Oh, this is wrong. This yeah. isn't as good as no. Please the last cook time. this. <laughs> is this some kind of joke? This beer is raw. <laughs> Sort of the opposite of going to going to England where they serve the beer room temperature. And you assume Kevin loves it. being cold, it's actually supposed to be boiling. Kevin loves a room temperature cask ale. God, God, do I not. Kevin hates a room temperature cask ale. It's not cold enough for him, and it's not bubbly enough for him. It's true. I like my beer like I like my beer. <laughs> I like, I like my... Yeah, cold and bubbly. That's weird because those are never. I like I like my beer like I like my two different wives. <laughs> cold and bubbly. <laughs> the cold one makes a lot of money. Uh, well, uh, has anyone been playing any video games? I um, I think the only thing I've been playing was I started. Uh, mostly, I've been watching SGDQ, so the. The, I did start a game of uh, Pokemon Y. Uh, I uh, I will not I will, I will not bore you with the details, although it it's the one in, that's set in France, and the villain uh, the villain's big scheme in this one is that he, he is only concerned about beauty above all of all, all other things. And he is plotting to destroy the world before it can become ugly, which I huh. think is the most hilariously stere- stereotypical French concept for a for a villain. What, so but, okay, it takes place in France. Where did the other ones take place? I thought it was in an imaginary well, world. Well, it's, it's imaginary Pokemon France. It's 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 a Pokemon country based on France. In I the, see. In is the a normal Pokemon game in a Japan? Based on Great Britain. Is, is the upcoming one Sword and Shield? Yeah. So that's just their, like, sun and moon or right. red and yeah. blue or whatever. Is is the yeah. Kanto region supposed to be Japan? It is a particular section of Japan. I don't know enough about Japan to say which. 
Have they done one that is in America? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Is it? I think it's black and white. Black and white is set in uh, northeastern United States. I think. Huh. Like New. Like there's there's a there's a the main city is pretty New Yorkish. The main city is Portland, Maine. <laughs> Bangor. Uh, have you? Has anything good been on uh, SGDQ? There was a super amazing um, Wii Punch Out run. The guy, the guy that every year does like the. <clears throat> excuse me, the guy who every year does the uh, blindfolded Punch Out runs did blindfolded Wii Punch Out this time, and uh, it was crazy. He obliterated it. He, uh, he, if it had not been the if if he had not had to fumble through the like the Wii like waggle t- waggle the pointer to navigate the menus, <laughs> if he had not had to have been doing that blindfolded, he would have beaten his personal best time for winning the game not blindfolded. Huh. Does that mean that he is really good, or that the game is really? like predictable and deterministic um, he well it's sort of both he's really good the game has the game has extensive like uh uh uh, sound design like everything has its own sound Uh, okay so every every telegraph yeah every every telegraph also has (laughs) nearly every telegraph also has a unique sound uh and like the timing on uh, on attacks is predictable once you recognize what the attack is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it, it's definitely a thing that it, it's not like you can imagine doing a blindfolded run of this, but that doesn't negate the fact that it would still be extremely hard to do. Right on. Yeah. Was the Wii Punch Out any good? Uh, I heard it, it was certainly. Amusingly cartoony. I, I I have not played pretty much any Punch Out, so I can't judge them against each other. Is the Russian guy even less offensive than Soda Popinski? Uh, the Russian guy in this one is literally Soda Popinski. Ow. I feel like they could get less offensive than that. I I my understanding is that the way they handled um that the racism in Punch Out is they just amped it up to the point where you can't even be mad about it. <laughs> like you're you're when you punch the the French guy like baguettes fly ex- out of exa- it. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. The, yeah. the Indian guy has a turban and a big mustache and mystical powers. You know, I guess that was in the original Yeah, though. these are all true of the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's huh, it's huh. pretty much the the classical roster with maybe like a couple of couple of new guys. Have they removed Mike Tyson and replaced him with Bill Cosby? <laughs> oh man! Wow. <laughs> uh, what have you been playing, Kevin? Uh, I played a couple games. Um, there was a game on sale on the Switch that uh, I was sort of looking for, like something to just uh, kill time in the evenings uh, after Melissa goes to bed and before I go to sleep. Um, and it is, it was called OTTTD, which I think is over the top tower defense. Um, and it's just like a, 
a good tower defense game with some like light RPG elements to it. You have some like hero units that you move around and they level up and have like skill trees. And there are a handful of sort of towers that you can place in predefined locations uh, and you get to choose which tower and then they have like little upgrade trees that you can do and you're like earning currency. It's, 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 it's all, it, there's, they're not really breaking any, any new ground on sort of the form of function. It's just, it's just well executed um, and sort of a good difficulty curve. Your, uh, um, your audio suddenly got much louder and better. So whatever you touch, don't touch it again. Nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing changed. Okay. Why do they call it over the top? I don't know. There's it's nothing a, particularly outrageous about it. There really isn't. It's it's uh you are the idea is that Earth is at peace and so you are going through these dimensional portals to wage war on possible future attackers or something. Um and so you're going to weird dimensions with strange sort of alien creatures and undead beasts and stuff like that. I, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then I played a game on iOS. It's a puzzle game. It's a strange concept. It's um, I don't exactly know what you would call it. There's a, there are those, there are like pipe games, I guess, where you're like putting tiles down and making to make a path right for like water to flow through or something like that yeah, like a pipe dream pipe dream kind like of thing a turret in bioshock <laughs> so it's it is sort of like that except if all of the if all the tiles were already down and you could like either rotate them or because they're actually 3d cubes sort of flip them to other sides um, and done in 3d where you're like a little character who's trying to get from point a to point b and having to sort of navigate the world by flipping tiles around in different orientations. Um, so in this pipe dream, are you the water? You sort of, you're, you I mean, you're a, you're a princess, I think fleeing her tyrannical Princesses are mostly water. Father. <laughs> um, it is, I feel like it's sort of almost hindered by it's like sort of 3d rendered, um, graphics style like it might have actually been better if it had been a little more abstract and a little less try trying to be a concrete thing with like trees and and waterfalls and stuff in the in the actual space um just because it's it's there are times when it's hard to see what you're doing because you're being obscured by the environment um and that was called Rotera. And then I played a little bit of a game that was for for a couple of days called Mario Royale and is now a oh, DMCA yeah. Royale, <laughs> um, which is basically just, uh, you know, like what Super Mario Brothers won, um, but with a hundred players playing it at the same time. And uh, you can't, you do not directly interact with other players, but if you, like, kick a shell that can kill other players hmm. if it hits them is it i couldn't exactly figure out how it was determined like only the first person to hit a block gets the mushroom out of it yes but you don't necessarily get to collect it right like oh, whoever, whoever collects the mushroom then gets to collect the mushroom is and only the first person who like stomps a turtle gets to gets the I, I don't know if you get points for that you can you the it tracks coins i never collected any coins so i don't know what those are for so are you trying to finish a level i don't know i you're I, trying to be the last person that survives it's yeah like, but i don't know what that means because it's there's at least 
like it takes you you can finish the stage and you go into the next stage and it keeps going and i don't know how long that continues you might it might also be that if every if there are like four four or five players alive and somebody gets to the end of like four stages maybe they win um i really don't know i was never i got to the top five once but i never i never was the the final uh mario or anti-mario or whatever they're calling the new character um I I was really surprised that it had been running for a couple of days and no one had like had forced them to take it down. And then when I came back like three or three days later, it was already had different sprites and stuff. Oh, they changed the sprites. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't know if they actually got DMCA'd or they just got nervous because so many people were actually telling them that they were going to. Um, but it was fun. It was, it's, it's weird. It's a weird idea. It reminded me of like transform ice a lot. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it sense. just in, in the sense of it just being very, what you're doing is simple, but the fact that you can see 99 other ghosts of you doing what they're doing makes it very difficult to kind of read the screen Yeah, as a Mario game screen. It's a neat idea. I like, I like that people are experimenting with weird. Stuff like that. Yeah. How about you, Jim? What have you been playing? Uh, I reached the end of my interest in Stardew Valley. Huh. Like I, did, I was there a definitive thing, or was it just time? There was, and it, but it was because so I, I finished all the uh, the bundles in the community center, and that actually did trigger a cutscene where like now the community center is fully restored. And there's, here's a cutscene where like everybody's hanging out in the community center and, uh, the Joja Mart people. I was like, I was hoping last week there would be some sort of like epic final battle between <laughs> the, or like now, now that we're all together in this community center, we can finally plan our armed takeover of the Jojo Mart Corporation. <laughs> right. Uh, but it was just like a Jojo Mart person like coming in and seeing how happy everybody was and, being really upset about like, uh, and, and going out of business, like the, now the, the Georgia Mart is like a, a, a shell with, with nobody there. Um, but also like after that one cutscene, I kept going back to the community center and there was nobody in it. So <laughs> like it was just, they just went there to have that one scene, I guess. Um, and at that point I was like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I feel like I've, I've done everything that, I'm interested in doing in this game. Um, uh, except that I had read that it, at the beginning of year three, you get a visit from your grandfather ghost and he rates your farm. Uh, and so I wanted to see what my farm rating was. So I played out the rest of the year. Um, and by that time I was pretty sick of it. And so that was my definitive does a year is a year like three hundred and sixty five day night cycles? It's um, each it's four months. Like each season is one month. Okay. And there are four seasons in a year, and each month is twenty eight days. Jeez. So it's um, it's over a hundred. It's over a hundred day and night cycles. Yeah. Jeez, I was kind of kidding. That's a lot. That seems it, like a lot. So I I, I the clo- the game game clock said something like sixty hours for this. Wow. For two years. <laughs> How how did, um, how did your grandpa like your farm? Oh, he he gave me top marks. Nice. I got four candles or whatever 
I think it was candles or maybe fires. So that you could set fire to your farm. Right. <laughs> Wait, is that just because the only way that he can communicate is by setting stuff on fire? Uh, no, he actually... <laughs> that like... was true even when he was alive. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hated him. I <laughs> uh, know he, he was, he talked to me and then like, l- like candles lit up on his shrine. Hmm. I see. Um, and then like, I was thinking about like, okay, if I wanted to keep playing this game, the way to do it would be to like try to build a really optimized automated farm. And I could see some, like, I can imagine being interested enough to do that, but like, like farming, like killing zombies to get feathers and stuff. Um, in this case, it would probably be starfruit, starfruit plants to get starfruit. Okay. Um, but I, uh, but that, even though it was like something I could see being interested in, I actually wasn't interested in it. So I don't know. Maybe I'll play this game again someday. But you should, for uh, now, if you want, I think if I'm you want, a, if you want another one, try Graveyard Keeper. I that's a good idea because it I that should, has I write that down. like it, it. I found that it like I've I've never played Stardew Valley or or any of the modern Har- Harvest Moons or anything, so I don't know how it how it stacks up in comparison to similar games. But it felt like it had a lot of it had a fair variety of interesting things to do, and a lot of the mechanics are are really quirky and weird and funny because of because of the nature of what you're doing in it so do you have a sense of how long it took you to finish that i I did not entirely finish it i i I got pretty far but then i got distracted away from it by other stuff and then it was it 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 took it was long enough before i before it occurred to me to go play it again that i was like i am not going to remember how anything works so i didn't Hmm, right yeah, that sounds. It. I. I remember. I vaguely remember you talking about this game, and it does sound interesting. I'll probably check it out. I think it came out on Switch recently. It did. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and I didn't get a chance last week to talk about Cadence of Hyrule. Oh right, right yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I. I. I'm. I think I only finished the first dungeon, but I'm. Um, really digging it. Really like enjoying the. Uh, uh, enjoying mostly the Zelda aspects of it, the Crypt of the Necrodancer aspects of it, I found kind of frustrating. Like, I feel like those mechanics, um, the, the demand that you keep up a pace, a mm-hmm. certain pace, um, kind of hinders, at least hinders my ability to understand what's happening. So if yeah. like something unexpected happens, I don't really have a chance to absorb it and figure out what the ramifications of that are. It it helped a lot having a, a solid familiarity with Crypt of the Necrodancer coming into this. Like, just knowing in advance the movement patterns of most of the enemies. Right. Like, oh, okay, well, this is clearly just a skeleton, and this is just a blob was made it just so that I, I had already internalized that. So I can imagine that being kind of off-putting, if you didn't already have that. But, like, you also had, you had to learn it at some point. Yeah. And that's just through a lot of repeated play. Yeah. Right. And yeah, like when I played Necrodancer. Crypt of the Necrodancer, I um I got past the first zone and zone two uh was all new enemies mm-hmm. and I couldn't just like bang my head on the first level of zone two over and over again because you had to get through zone one to get there. 
Was this before they allowed you to just go directly to each zone? Maybe I just didn't know about that feature. It's there is at least now a way to just like you're not playing the full game. You're just sort of learning the levels if you just jump to zone two. So it's like the equivalent of the Spelunky shortcuts. Yeah, Yeah. they even have their like you can go into a place and like give me just this kind of monster and just fight that guy until you get bored of fighting that guy just to learn it specifically. It's a little weird. You have to have killed one in the regular game okay. to unlock the ability to fight it in, well, in the like choice. trainer thing. But once you've done that, then you can like practice against it uh, as much as you want. You can you can pick which what whatever any weapon that you've had in the game. You can practice with that weapon against particular monsters. It's it's pretty good actually. Like it's it lets you really sort of granular granularly um, yeah. study study the. And like there's the things, a, there's a character no you stakes. can use who doesn't care about the beat. And yeah. yeah, yeah, which is just a just a straight up option in Cadence of Hyrule, I guess, is to just turn yeah. off the. Yeah, maybe I'll try that. Maybe thing. I would enjoy that more. Yeah, I've heard that because it's, like the, that it's interesting. I've heard that that it makes it a very different sort of game. It makes it like a turn based tactical game, which sounds pretty interesting. Right, like I, I um, the. The the rules that I had absorbed in Crypt of the Necromancer and also in Cadence of Hyrule, like they feel to me like robust enough rules that it is interesting. It would be interesting enough just as a turn based roguelike. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and I played uh, I played Super Pig X, which is a game that um, Sos released like in the last week, maybe. Hmm. Um, and it is a, uh, very super meat boy like, uh, platformer, uh, where you are, where, where, where one of the gimmicks is that you can't actually see the level until you spray it. It gets sprayed with your blood. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So it's like unfinished swan and super meat boy. Right. That's incredible. That's wild. Right. It's it's pretty effective. Um, so in theory, you if you knew it by heart, you could go and play it and not in, in completely just, in complete darkness. In complete darkness. Yeah. Wow, that that's great. Yeah, he seems to have turned this thing around really fast. Yeah, like he, the first I ever heard about it was when it was released. Apparently, he made it in like three months. Huh. Yeah. Was yeah. this like in 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 bursts, like in between? not feeling like working on March mosh pit simulator or something. I, is that still ha- like, I actually don't know if that game got released. I thought it did. I think did it, it? I, I thought is it cause it's like a VR game. Right. And that's why I haven't really been paying attention to it. Yeah. I think it might be out maybe. Yeah. I, I I'm curious what mosh pit simulator is or was, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what his, his time looks like. Uh, but I, um, and apparently also there's a, a mode, um, where, um, the name of the game changes to super falafel X and instead of a pig, you're playing a piece of falafel and instead of vegetarian mode, (laughs) right? Yeah. It's the vegan, the, the vegan mode. Uh, and you're, you're, instead of your guts coating the level and making it visible, you're the, the falafel guts do so um but i i ran into this bug where like when i tried to load the game again like the i i couldn't 
like the character didn't show up on the main on the overworld, so I couldn't actually play it again. So hmm. sounds like you should have spent longer making this game. Yeah, maybe. So, Mosh Pit Simulator is in early access. It was released in early access uh, in January. It has 15 reviews. That's not many. Oh, that's I mean, good. it's a VR game, right? I so know. It's, gonna, it's, it's got the double whammy it. of yeah. early access and VR. Oh, luckily, he's still coasting on that McPixel money. I don't know if there's any McPixel money. Did McPixel even cost any money? Yeah, it did. Okay, good. I, I remember because... Actually, I don't remember what the event was, but I remember him like doing something official with the Pirate Bay to uh, give his stamp of approval to people who wanted to pirate McPixel or something like that. Huh. Now I, uh, I feel like I should I should have known what I was what what he actually did before I started talking about this on a podcast, but uh, that doesn't seem like our style. No, I guess not. But, but that it, does sound like something Sos would do. Yeah, but it definitely cost money, though. And I think it did pretty well. Good. I, uh, I, Brutal Legend was on sale for like $2. So I bought Brutal Legend and I played about a half hour of it. And I don't know if I need to play any. You had played it when it came out, didn't you? Or no. really? Yeah. For some reason, I thought you, so, you were the one that had like bounced off of it. And so when you played for half an hour, do you get past the part where you're hitting things with an axe? Uh, I just, I got to the point where I've started, like, it started wanting me to, like, have groups of guys following me around and issuing orders to them. And I was like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to do that. That's, that's the, right. yeah, that's always kind of where that game falls down for me, too. I, I really love, like, the third Is person the... adventuring stuff in that, but the, right. the, the army, yeah. the army, I mini, remember, mini games. like, the publisher, I think it was Activision, just, like, refusing to market this thing as a real-time strategy game. Yeah. Like the demo was just the um the the character action stuff. Boy, you know, not setting up the right expectations is a real good way to make a game fail. Yeah. Yep. I mean, but also like trying to sell a strategy game to a console audience probably is also a good way to make a game fail. Sure. I mean, the, yes. <laughs> it's just it's so Everything about it, other than the gameplay, is so cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. <clears throat> Jack yeah. Black. The Jack Black is really cool. Yeah. Uh, All the different I don't know. metal stars that they got to play the the different characters. S yeah, swearing is cool. <laughs> um, the you, guy smokes cigarettes. That's really cool. Did you fuck the fucking system in the game? Oh uh, yeah, just fuck it. Just fuck <laughs> that fucking thing. Um, I played, uh, a phone game, uh, called Bewilderbots or Bewilderbots, uh, which is an extremely simple game that kind of suffers from the high fidelity of its presentation. It's the game is that like, like you were saying earlier about that thing, the, the game is like, you're on, you're on a pretty small grid and there are a collection of robots and there are little houses that you're trying to get the robots into. And you can issue one command to all of the robots at once, which is like move forward, turn right or turn left. Jeez. Uh, and the challenge is to get them all to where they need to go without any of them running into like these electrified walls that will destroy them or running into each other or falling off the edge of the map. And it would be so much more readable if it were just like an ASCII game. Uh, 
because as it is now, it's like a little tricky to tell from looking at it which direction they're facing, which is like the main thing you need to know uh, in the game. But you know, it's a it's a novel Sokoban like. Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe you're pushing stuff later. I also play this other puzzle game on Congregate uh, called Scalak, S-C-A-L-A-K, which it starts out as just this extremely simple, like, this is a jigsaw puzzle, like, there's a circular piece and a circular hole, solve that level, and then you do that. But then it just, like, gradually ramps up the complexity of these very simple things until it's, like, now you've got a bunch of holes and a bunch of like segments of pieces and you have to figure out like which ones go together to fill up the spaces and then they get like very, very complicated three-dimensional shapes that you're messing with and then you start getting to like rotate pieces and then you start sliding pieces around on rails and stuff and it's like just a really nice like it's something that starts out like this is a game literally for babies. Uh, it's just like put the star-shaped thing in the star-shaped hole. I mean, maybe it's maybe if you gave it to a baby, you'd make them really smart. Yeah, Te- teach them how to transcend three-dimensional space. Yeah. Um, I, I mostly just played more Bloodstained, um, which is very good. How far have you gotten in that? Uh, is that Bloodstained Ritual of the Night? Yes. Uh, it's the Egavania. Because it's a cross between an Ega game and a Vania game. <laughs> okay, all right. And this is not the one that was like. So this is the one that's that's similar to Symphony of the Night, and yes. not the one that's similar to Castlevania Three. Yeah, the the one that's similar to Castlevania Three was like a stretch goal. We'll also make a Castlevania Three game as part of this campaign. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's such a weird conceit. We'll just make an entire second game. I like make a Nintendo game though. I mean, like it's you say you say that like it's just trivial, but I mean, I, there wasn't a ton to it, but it was like a full-fledged game. I think sure. it was made by different people as well. Oh, okay. That makes way more sense then cuz it just seems like it would be such a uh, such a uh, long thing to delay. Yeah. I want to say another they game it out the... to the people that made the Shantae games, but I can't I can't mm. swear to that. Uh I got to an end, like I got to the bad ending, like the fi- if you kill the, if you just go and kill the final boss, and then I just had to like look up how to, like what I was supposed to do that wasn't that, because like and did it I, involve a mirror? Not so far. Okay, I haven't. I don't think that I ever would have figured out how to get to the second half of Symphony of the Night. That it, like isn't that kind of crazy? To, to put an entire second half of a video game behind like a pretty obscure, yep. yeah, thing. I I that's, love it. That's what makes it so cool. It is yeah, cool. I'm, it is. It is cool. Yep. Uh, but yeah, then it turns out it was like, oh, now I do this, and I'm like, oh, that I guess that makes sense. Uh, you get a thing that you thought was a combat ability that it turns out is a puzzle ability if you use it in the right place, oh. uh, which is which is pretty interesting. And then it's like, well, that just opens up an additional. As much map as you've already gotten to. Nice. Um, it's, I was gonna buy it on the Switch because we're about to go on a little trip here and I was gonna, like, uh, maybe I'll just start over and play it on the Switch. And so I was kind of reluctant to play more of it. And then. Oh, it's getting really bad reviews. Nick sent me a, a link that said, maybe don't get it on the Switch after all. And it was, and that people are just gonna say that none of my opinions about anything are valid from now on. It was this supposedly extremely damning side-by-side comparison of the game on Switch versus the game on 
PS4, and I couldn't tell what the differences were supposed to be. Uh-huh. Uh, I was watching it. What I read was on the, a tiny phone screen. The, so. the Switch version is just laggy. I see. Yeah. So that's what I also heard. They so, they yeah. put out a, 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 a Kickstarter a Kickstarter update saying, "Hey, yeah, we we know that the Switch version has some issues. We're continuing to update it. Sorry about that." Kind of thing. Which is a thing that I think would be hard to tell from from like two side by side videos. Yeah. Unless you were like also seeing like the player's hand in the frame. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there was sound where they were describing it. Sure. And I just didn't. Uh, but. Anyway, uh, I hope that I remember that I'm playing this game and come back and pick it up again when we get back from this week-long trip, because that's the kind of thing where normally I would just forget about it and not come back to it. But, uh, boy, I'm still really liking it. I just accidentally found the sword that works like Chrysogram, so I, uh, it's, it's just a real good sword feel <laughs> experience. <laughs> um... Sorry, I'm getting it. Probably a spam call. Yeah, potential spam from Allen's Park, Colorado. Hmm. I bet it's something important that they're trying to tell me about health insurance. Do Do you say that with the knowledge gained from having actually answered one of these calls? They leave voicemails. Oh, oh, I see. I just never check my voicemail, yeah. so I don't know. Ever? I haven't checked my voicemail in probably ten years. And you're fact, such a millennial. What if there's crazy news in there? Yeah, what it well I, you I probably have won so many sweepstakes. I'm prob <laughs> like I, I'm pretty sure my voicemail filled up like ten years ago because I never check it, and so you can't leave a new message. What if what if one of the sexy celebrities that uh you and your wife have agreed that you're allowed to sleep with <laughs> if you ever get the opportunity has called you soliciting sex? Uh it's well, our agreement was that she has her sexy celebrities, and I just have the people I see on the on Bart. Oh, that you can just have sex with anyone you see on Bart. If 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 they, if if they call me to solicit it, and leave I me see a voicemail, they have to they have to initiate it, and you're like <laughs> super not allowed to. But it's like some sort of weird uh, situation where they have to call you, and they don't necessarily have your phone number, and you don't check your voicemail, so you'll never actually. And you're not allowed to wear a shirt that says, I'm allowed to fuck anyone who calls me on the phone and my phone number is. Yes, my wife bought me this shirt. Yes. Yeah. That's a pretty good shirt. I would. <laughs> uh, should we talk about our assignment, Katana Zero? Yeah. Yes. The, uh, the side scroller hotline Miami. Finally, guys, we know of. what it's like to stylishly kill people. With neon lighting and synth synthwave in the background. Uh, so this is a game where you st uh, stab guys and go into slow motion and roll through bullets and stab other guys and throw vases at guys. The, every object in the world that you can pick up is equally deadly. There are some that are more deadly than others. Oh. There are some that are like explosive. Or I see. Uh, but it's sh fairly short levels that you have to kind of execute perfectly. Uh, and then a lot of like interim story bits that are really well done. And yeah. Really yeah. interesting, I thought. It, I liked the way they tied like skipping dialogue into explicitly being your guy interrupting them and saying, I don't give a shit. Which changes which, how, yeah, which plays changes out a how things go. That was yeah. the only thing I ever did. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I bet you missed a lot of cut. Did you make any friends? No. I, uh, one lady got real mad. 
Yeah, well, that makes sense because you were really rude to her <laughs> by skipping through her dialogue. Uh, she, I'm assuming that you don't like get killed. Like, like you're if you're nice to that woman, then she'll kind of cover for you when you're gonna get in trouble later. But I'm assuming that something else happens. That I, yeah, I don't you. know. If that's you make her angry, you, you do have to fight like a couple of extra guys. At the oh, end. nice! Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Because that's the, so the, good. The Is cops there... show up, and then in, instead of. I I assume the what what from what you just said that when the cops show up she talks them down but if she's pissed at you then she says that's him over there and then you have to fight those two cops. That is awesome. I oh, love there, that. There's no way I would have known that if someone who'd played the other one didn't tell me so though. Have you have you gotten to the point where you're in a facility where there's like a guy who shows up on some TV screens and talks at you? No. Okay. Because there is a way, if you jump into those rooms real fast and cut the cords to all the TVs and avoid all the cameras in there, they're never even aware that you're in the oh, That's awesome. So they just never, like, you never get any of those, like, little cutscenes and stuff, and it changes, like, how that whole thing plays out. It's really cool. <laughs> it, I wish that it I wish that the gameplay was not so hard. It is kind of hard, especially because, yeah. later as the game get, goes yeah. on. It gets tougher and tougher. And it, and it, that was what <clears> I was <throat> just like, ah, man, I really want to know how this, I really want to know what happens after this, but I just am tired of beating my head against it. Like, and the, the controls are kind of optimized for making me not any good at it. You don't it's like just, anything that, that requires you to like do trigger stuff while you're also doing face yeah. stuff. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, I tried playing this with a uh, mouse and keyboard. Oh, interesting. Which is not recommended <laughs> by me. <laughs> I don't know if the developers recommend it or not. But it's got the, the, the classic problem of like you're aiming with the mouse by moving a reticle around the screen. Uh, but also your character is moving on the screen. And yeah. so that. Oh, yeah. That's always rough. Yeah. Which is a bummer, and I feel like it's a solvable problem, but also I feel like they didn't care enough. Because it was definitely designed for, for it's, it's just controllers. a console first. Right. Yeah. 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 It plays real well on the Switch. I, I had almost no complaints about the controls. Do they ever explain they must, right? Like, the, the, the conceit of these levels is like, okay, time to plan, and then you execute the level, and then once you've beaten it, it sends you into like a security camera footage replay of you beating the level, which you just always skip, I assume. Because you, unless you just want, it's just what you just did. It yeah. will occasionally play with that a little bit. Huh. But will you notice if you're skipping it every time? It will. It will force you to see the part, the part that it okay. plays with. Because huh. um, it's a little bit of a spoiler. You're not the only person like this in the world, hmm. and so sometimes when the two when two of you are at odds things do not go how you plan them to i see which well, is cool <laughs> it like yeah it it's super neat like it takes that the sort of central gameplay conceit makes it a narrative element and then sort of pushes that and takes it well what, what if this is real then how, how what does that mean for the world it's, it's weird because cool. i want to i would at this point because i want to know what happens i would watch a let's play but the person doing the let's play will make different choices and i feel like the mm -hmm. choices of the way that you respond to things in this was like meaningfully expressive mm -hmm. it felt that way to me yeah. and also it seemed like there was a lot of branching in it like this is like 
it, branching like, is like really is uh, is limited, pr- pretty limited, but but you're right in the way that it is. But expressive. like unexpected consequences <clears throat> of yeah. the things that you're doing, and that is awesome. Like it's awesome that we can have this conversation and have had these different experiences and stuff. And you know about that cutting the wires thing, like yeah. The, but it's it's too bad that it's just a extremely difficult murder a bunch of dudes yeah. game yeah. that has this in it. I, I like, I mean, yeah, you know, it's and just like in in terms of how the the UI works and everything like that, the, the game is just so incredibly polished. It's just like every single interaction and transition is just just feels so good um like the fact that like when a level starts it like you stop for a second you like put your headphones in and then like the music starts <laughs> and like that's how you know that you're in the combat mode yeah it's yeah. just like ah just so so thoughtful um yeah i'm really glad because I, I i don't think i would have picked this up on my own because i wasn't really excited about a game where you're just hacking and slashing things but like the, it just does so much interesting stuff with that. It's way more violent that I'm really happy about. Um, and, and like it's even like some of the cutscenes are like particularly brutal. Um, and yeah, it's weird. It's violent in that like metal slug way where it's like, man, they really lovingly animated these pixel art guys to like bleed out of their cut throats and collapse. Yeah, like there's a lot of, there's a, there's some like yeah. some pretty severe torture stuff that happens. It's, it's bad. And that was like why I couldn't really, I didn't even really try to get into the, the part that turns out to be interesting is this, like, there was such, the, the theming of the game is such a turn off for me. Yeah. That's too bad. I mean, this with some sort of like cool puzzle situation instead of murder would be great, I think, if, if that. I, I mean, probably the tone of the story has to change dramatically if yeah. it's not like, you know, this dystopian violent world. It's, I, I'm not, I'm not making the claim that I think that this is, shouldn't be what this game is about. No. It's just like, it's a bummer that the fact that it is so difficult is getting in my way of being able to enjoy a thing that I find very systemically interesting and narratively interesting. And it's a bummer that even though the narrative is interesting, that it relies so much on you having your character having killed hundreds of dudes. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's no, literally no way to progress without. There is no like pacifist option, so there's no ninja stealth option, which you think would be a no-brainer for a ninja game. I mean, yeah. there are some stealth sections, but it's always like stealth past a guy so you can be on the other side of him to kill him right. or something. Well, th- like. there is one. There's there start to be a couple of stealth sections where you have the option to kill people or not. Oh, um, but cool. but there are m- most levels do not complete. You can't leave the level until you've killed everyone. Right. One of the first things the game tells you is like leave no survivors, which. Yeah. Like I'm sure was this they they added that in testing when people were trying to trying to stealth not. past everybody. Yep. Yeah. Uh yeah, so Katana Zero. Uh it seems like if you are younger than me with better reflexes, you will <laughs> not have the problem that I had where it's just too difficult to beat levels. Yeah, I really I wish that someone would make a video game that was like Mavis Beacon teaches you how to play a modern video game. <laughs> like just the fact the fact that I didn't play console games between the Super Nintendo and like the Xbox 360 basically 
meant that I just, just never developed any of those don't motor have skills. the muscle memory hmm. for the for these. I mean, like, I guess I played Ocarina of Time. Like, I played a little bit of Nintendo sixty four, but like the fact that I didn't get into Goldeneye. And that Half-Life 1 was basically the first, like, FPS that I played significantly. It's like, well, I'm just a Wazdian mouse guy, and I cannot even imagine using a controller to play a first-person shooter. Um, Everyone talks about how having a... Figuring out how to do controls on, like, say, a Switch with a mouse and a keyboard is a god mode in all these games because they're so hard to play with controllers. Yeah. So I, you, like, you like never want to do cross play with people on controllers versus people on keyboard and mouse because Wazzy and mouse is so much better. Right. Which makes me think that it's just, a, it's just better. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it, the, the lesson to learn there is that like it, it's, it seems weird to me that when, yeah, you have that complaint about like, no, it's, this is, you're acknowledging that this is too compromised but yet insisting that it is the superior method and that, yeah, yep. that seems pretty weird. But some people just don't, you know, like Nick just can't do Wazdy and Mouse. He's huh. like, Nick is to Wazdy and Mouse what I am to a controller. Mm. And it's like, that's weird, man. Even because you even use on a computer. FPS? You use a computer with a fucking keyboard and a mouse yeah. 12 hours a day. It seems weird that you can't, you know. Because anything that like isn't first person like i i can't imagine playing katana zero uh was and mouse or any any 2d game or even probably like a, a 3d third person game i would not want to play was and mouse i'd want a controller but i but but i, I so i would argue that play, you have spent I, thousands of hours playing a third person game with was and mouse yeah but but i despite the, despite having said that i I could not possibly play a first-person shooter with a controller. Yeah. Cuz it it just seems like it's most mostly because of the mouse part of WASD and mouse because first-person a first-person shooter is effectively about clicking on something that is somewhere on the screen and that's what a mouse is for. So Yeah. Even if it's to, like, take all the apples out of this basket or whatever. Or shoot a bow and arrow at a ghost <laughs> from a great distance. What about keyboard and trackpad? That, that would that would also be terrible. That does seem like it would be terrible, uh, yeah. Keyboard what about and mouse and probably. joystick? Hmm? What about hmm? keyboard and, like, a graphics tablet? What about... Hotas and a sewing machine pedal that you have to operate with your dick. <laughs> Sounds sexy. What about keyboard and whack-a-mole system? Hmm. It would have to be. It, it would have to be a lot of moles. You'd need like a different mole for every pixel. You'd yeah, like an like... extremely high-res whack-a-mole yeah. or a very large one and a very long arm. Yeah, little yeah, tiny like an extendo arm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What about eye tracking? Uh, one of those chin joysticks. Ah, oh, God! If you had to independently move your head back and forth and turn your and and move your eyes, that seems like it would be very mm -hmm. like if the left stick was your head looking around and the right stick was your eyes moving around. Oh, gosh. And to shoot you to shoot the gun, you have to say the Pledge of Allegiance. 
<laughs> you have to close your eyes and say the entire Pledge of Allegiance, and they'll know if you open your eyes at any point during it, the shot doesn't count because you're not patriotic <laughs> enough to deserve a bullet. Uh, what was the – there was like this mech they were selling on Amazon where one of the gimmicks was that you smile to to fire the gun. Whoa. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so our next assignment is uh, we are going to play the Game Boy uh, Final Fantasy Adventure because it is part of some collection that is coming out on the Switch that Riff will now tell us the name of. Uh, I believe, oh, let's see if I still have Collection it. of Mana? Yes, Collection of Mana, and it is already out. Oh, gosh. Uh, so does that mean that Final Fantasy Adventure is technically an of mana game? Yes, it is, it is the, the first of mana game, and then it was converted like into a different version like they they i i am probably getting this wrong but i think what it is is that final fantasy adventure was re remastered as sort of mana oh yeah for like ps1 or something i played that on game boy advance it was real bad yeah it was real bad (laughs) all of the of mana games are terrible they feel terrible to play except for final fantasy adventure because it feels like the legend of zelda okay good yeah all right good that's i thought i played secret of mana and loved secret of mana enjoyed it a bunch yeah you did i don't understand how we tried to play it co-op once okay uh together and we both were like this feels very bad to play like it just feels terrible to swing a sword in those games and i don't know how they can fuck that up that bad and anyone likes them if yeah. you if you like Secret of Mana, you're you're uh, in for a treat because that is also in this collection. So I don't really want to pay for those. It's uh, fi- Final Fantasy emulation. Adventure, Secret of Mana, and Trials of Mana. Trials of Mana. I would say that even just playing Secret of Mana is a fucking trial <laughs> of my patience. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm I played too much Brutal Legend, <laughs> and also my gang, the Death Squad doesn't like floaty controls in super nintendo era arpgs fuck the fucking system (laughs) aarpg american association of rocket repelled grenades Uh, gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 376 of Video Games Hot Dog, this pirate radio broadcast on the internet, and I hope we do it again real soon, as soon as our, as soon as our, uh, uh, antenna is, uh, as soon as the cops are done driving past and we can pull the antenna out of the van again and point it at the terrestrial radio tower that we're hijacking, because fuck the fucking system. Thank you for fucking the system with us. Yeah, yes. that'll be our new tagline. <laughs> Thank you for fucking the system with us. <laughs> That's so polite. I like it. Kakabu Bubalaya. <laughs> Good night. Have a great week, everybody. Good night. Good night.